Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the 2023 NFL Draft brought to you by Campus Canton. Tonight's tonight's prospect will go back to the defensive side of the ball. This is a guy I've been just itching to talk about for a while. Lucas Van Ness, he was an edge rusher from Iowa, junior, 6'5", 272 pounds. And I actually felt a little embarrassed that I hadn't talked to Brock yet. Like someone brought up Brock and I'm like, hey, I haven't talked to him yet. So he is a self-proclaimed fantasy football genius and also a self-proclaimed very good commissioner. But Brock is a damn good commissioner. So don't uh, you don't have to self-proclaim that, Brock. Um, he works with – he is a part of the Debbie IDP Grind podcast. So how are you doing, Brock? I'm good. How are you doing, Dwight? I'm doing fantastic. Let's see. All right. Let's get into player profile real quick. Um, he, from in saying a lot of ums here. I edit out ums too, so that should be fun. Uh, <laughs> player profile. In high school, he was a first-team All-State from Barrington High School in Illinois. Class of 2020, he was only a three-star. Redshirted as a freshman, 32, 33 tackles, seven sacks in 2021, named to the freshman All-American team. 2022, second-team All-Big Ten, 38 tackles, 11 for a loss, 6.5 sacks. And one of the most interesting things about all of this is he never started a game, which is kind of crazy. And... For the combine, six foot five, two hundred seventy-two pounds. He ran a four point five eight forty-yard dash. That man, that large, running that fast, is incredibly scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vertical jump thirty-one, broad jump nine ten, three cone drill seven oh two, bench press of seventeen. So his combine was really, really strong. All right, Brock, let's dive, let's dig into the tape. What skills does Van Ness have? You think that can make him successful at the next level? Uh, I, yeah, I think the one thing that stands out is. He uses his leverage really well. Like you said, you mentioned he's 6'5", um, and I think he uses that height to his advantage. He's got a pretty uh, long arms, too. I believe his arms measured 34 inches. 33 is kind of like the the number they they want above, you know, for a uh, an edge guy. So that works hands, and he uses, his, he uses his hands really well. So those are things that work well for him. He's got a nonstop motor. He's just one of those guys that kind of keeps going. I mean, he doesn't, you know, doesn't really take the play off or slow down at all. Uh, I think – my only concern with that a little bit is he was kind of a part-time player. So if he's playing full-time, is that, is that motor going to change some, right? Because he's not getting the rest. Maybe I don't right, know, right, but yeah. Yeah, he like, showed maybe. that for sure. And, and then the other thing I think is, is uh, his versatility. He's a guy that he can fit in a three, four or a four, three. Uh, he can play edge or he can play kind of like the uh, B gap kind of technique for, for a team step too. So he's not really locked into like one role. So if you look at a lot of teams now, they're not four, three, three, four is not as much as it was in the past. Everybody's kind of runs a hybrid scheme, right? And they, right. they want to do different things up front, but I think he gives you some of that ability that you're maybe filling two birds with one stone kind of thing. Right. And you're, uh, you're not necessarily, you're getting a guy that could probably played a pretty high level at two different things, which is just giving you more adaptability on the front of your defense when you look at it. So um, I think that's really going to help him a lot when uh, teams look at him in the draft. Right. Yeah. The first thing that sticks out is, is that you hear speed to power a lot mm-hmm. um, when you talk about edge rushers, but it's truly, truly awesome with him. I mean, he just, you know, he's got that burst off the line, the speed, and then he's also got flexibility. And then he'll bend under a lineman. You know, he, he has the ability to kind of not, he doesn't really have bend bend, but he can kind of flatten his his stance a little bit. And then he, then all of a sudden that power creeps up and he just blows linemen away. And it's funny with his power, right? Because his, his bench press number for a DFN is terrible. It was really little. I was surprised. I think, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's like in the sixth percentile. Yeah. That's, you know, for, for that, you know, and I don't know if they figure that if there's some like weight measurement into that or for just straight position status, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. but you watch that doesn't show on film. I mean, I like, 
I mean, you can go all over Twitter and find that the play of him blowing up uh, Skronkowski from uh, North Northwest, who's allegedly supposed to be a top 20 defensive end. And I know <laughs> it's just one play. It's moment in time. But you see a lot of that where he I mean, he pushes he pushes the, the O-line back. So I think his, uh, yeah, his strength, too, is definitely another uh, another right. aspect then, that could help him. Yeah, and you mentioned the versatility. He, he creates – it's not just around the edge. Like, he can create inside, too. Like, he yeah. – you know, most most edge rushers aren't as versatile both directions as he is. The fact that he hasn't started only – he feels like he's only scratching the surface of what he could be. Or, like you said, it does worry me a little bit that they never did start him. Like, maybe they know something we don't. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. may, maybe he's got so much juice because they let him rest, you know? <laughs> so that, that, that is a, a tiny bit of a worry. Yeah, so what else did you see as things that can hold him back? Like, I think the biggest thing is his limited experience. I had, I looked in a, 800 snaps is what he played in college. Oh, my God, that's one season. For oh, reference, Will, Will, Will Anderson was over 1,800 in college. Now, granted, he had that extra year because, I mean, he was a – Badness redshirted as a freshman, but you know, a lot of games Will Anderson wasn't playing into the fourth quarter, too, right? You know, so right. um, you know, over double the snaps. And so I think that's uh, you know, cause, I mean you learn stuff just by playing. I mean, no matter mm -hmm. the position, right? So um, I think that's him. I, he needs more moves as a pass rusher, right? He's got a pretty good spin move and his power move works, but it seems sometimes he kind of gets lost in blocking schemes. Um Cut black blocks are a problem for him. I mean, I mean, he's got a lot to pick up that you just learn with reps, it seems like, you know. So that doesn't always work best at the highest level to have that deciphered for you. But I think he's got the athletic ability that he'll probably think that, you know, that's going to help him with some of that too. So just based on that, you know, I think the lack of reps and some of the uh, – that need to kind of refine his game, he might – he I don't think he's going to be an instant impact guy. You know, one of those rookies you come in and see see that has like ten or eleven sacks right away. You know, might be a guy that takes a couple of years to kind of get there. You know, could could almost be labeled a bust after year one or something like that. And right, it just is going to take him time. I think. I I think that the patience of the team that drafts him is the key. Problem with that is, is the team that drafts him might not be as patient as their head coach and GM are allowed to be <laughs> too. So. Um, I think where he lands will be very interesting as far as what his development looks like, because he could very easily be an afterthought for a, a second, a second regime or something like that early in his career, you know? So, right. you know, but I think to me, that's just the biggest thing is just like, you just see, you see a kid out there that you can tell hasn't played a ton and sometimes gets caught up in the fact that if his, his athletic traits don't take him there, what does he do next? And that's the problem. He's, he's a straight edge or line guy, so he's not going to, you know, sometimes they say, well, how's this guy fit as like an outside linebacker? He, I, I don't think I ever saw – in the games I watched, I never saw him drop back in the pass coverage once. I don't even know if he would know even what to do if they did that, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so he's, he's, straight, he's strictly a down lineman in some capacity too, which could – you know, sometimes that limits what some teams look at too as far as edge guys and where he fits. But I think the fact that he plays inside a little bit more probably won't affect too much of their thoughts of him, so – Right. Yeah, you hit they hit the nail on the head with the things that I wanted to point out. Also, the the block recognition as far as like running run defense. I mean, he's not a very good run defender yet. I mean, yeah. he, it could be there. And then, all right, we want to get in draft capital here, and this is going to kind of feed into what you mentioned. You know, that is he going to have time to develop now? If he gets this draft capital that we're talking here, um, I'm just going to go over a couple of the mock drafts of the last two days. And they are all over the damn place. <laughs> I have never <laughs> seen anybody this varied. Anywhere from six to the Lions 
to to 10 to the Eagles to 27 to the Bills to 23 to the Vikings, like all over the first round. They're every, just about every team is represented in here. Tennessee, Houston, <laughs> Tampa Bay, Baltimore. So nobody knows where the heck this guy's going to go. Where would you like to see him go? Like, where, where do you think he would fit best? I think a good fit for him, honestly, would be, you know, now you don't know where these teams are looking for sure, right? But right. I, I think 11 to Tennessee, they need some they need some help along those fronts. And I feel like they've got a coach, they got a staff that's going to be there for a while, so you're not going to really have that, re, that, that change that's going to change it a whole lot. I think that would be a good one. Seattle, probably not their first pick, maybe their second pick. I think that'd be another interesting one just because they have such a need. I mean, like if right. Seattle drafts anything but defensive line, then they don't even know what they're doing, obviously. But I think those would be good fits. But I think I, I think a lot of teams are going to like him. You know, I, I mean, I think anybody – I don't know if he goes top 10, but who knows? I mean, it just takes, you know, one team to like him. I just – I think he's a guy that – if Detroit really liked him at six, I think they could trade back and add a couple things for it, you know, because I don't, I don't know. But I don't right. – he, he's hard to pick, but I think if I, if you say, you know, what would be the, the spot you'd want him to go to? I'd probably, I'd probably go with Tennessee. I think would be a really good landing spot for him based on what they need. And the fact that I think that he could get a little work there to develop too, to help, to help him long-term. So. I, I do like the Eagles too. I mean, Eagles just because too, yeah. almost a lot of the same things you said, you know, and they have to have operated a lot with rotational guys in the last few years, it seems like. And I think he would fit in pretty seamlessly there. Well, I just, um, they have the draft I, capital too. I just want the Eagles at ten. I just saw the fantasy football world cult, like crumbles to take Bijan, right? Like everybody, that's like <laughs> just just to see everybody go crazy. That's that, that's wow. my hopes. So some people just want to watch the world burn, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's just the one there, just to see everybody go nuts, and all of a sudden oh. that that one one in rookie drafts is worth like six cars. You know, uh. right? So yeah, that would be interesting to say the least. <laughs> All right. Do you have a player comp for Van Ness? Or? I, I, I kind of struggled a little bit. I, I, Trey Hendrickson is who I landed on for uh, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, I've seen that. I like that. I think based on the fact that if you kind of look back at his career, he didn't really become the guy he is now right away. It's taken some time to get mm-hmm. there. I, I think that's kind of what to be expected of him. I think, uh, you know, so I, that's that's who I land on. They got similar size and, you know, some similar skills and very similar, uh, you know. Yeah, and had some similar, uh, you know, similar measurables at the uh, combine. So, you know, I think that I, I'm usually terrible at comps, but that, that's kind of one I landed on when I saw the question on the thing. So, yeah, I like that one a lot. What do you think for IDP role for Van Ness? You think he's like where would you be comfortable taking him in draft? Right now, not, and I don't have that list in front of me. I want to say it he's my good. he's my edge my edge five, and probably about rookie IDP. 10 to 12 somewhere in there some of that is going to change a lot depending on where like maybe some linebackers go and stuff like that you know if you're in a uh you know some of these leagues that boost up edges and maybe i could put them up a little bit higher but there's a few guys like will anderson and miles murphy and wilson that you i mean you can't he you can't put him in front of them i don't think so but i think he's uh if you're if you're looking at that i mean he's one i'd say he's easily one of the top 10 idp rookies you want to try to get and i think I would say you just have to be – you have to kind of understand what you're getting, though, too, patience, right? You, you know, you might be getting a situational guy for his first couple of years. You know, maybe you can sit down and look at how Kansas City used Karlaftis last year a little bit, right, where it took him a little while to get going. He played more as the season went on. But if you expected that immediate impact, you might not. And I don't, and I don't know if we've ever – you know, we ever saw Karlaftis play more than half the snaps for Kansas City. 
and that could be something similar with him too. So I think if you get him, you kind of have to expect that it's more of a, what would you say, a play for 2024 or something like that uh, as opposed to right away. So I totally agree. Yeah, he's not a guy who you want to take one of those first ones, but if you need an edge rusher, why not? I honestly think I'd feel more comfortable too if he fell back in the draft a little bit. You know, I think to a yeah. team that would be a little more patient with him and let him, you know, like you said, grow into what he might be. Because, yeah, Hendrickson was basically a bust for this first couple of years. I mean, and then all of a sudden just, boom, and then he gets the big contract in Cincinnati. And Yeah, yeah so. and he's been great, right? I mean, he's yeah. a oh. key part of what they have up there. And I think uh, – Yeah, he'd be very happy with them. But it took him a couple of years. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and I, I think that's the one thing that a lot of times people forget about edge rushers is it's not – I mean, there, there are the guys that translate, but it's kind of a, a position a lot of times you see it take player a while to get, get their groove and get going. You know, I mean, you mentioned Hendrickson, and I know there's probably countless others you can think of that it, it just it's not something that clicks right away. I think we're kind of those reps come into play and yeah. understanding, you know, what are what's the offense doing and, you know, probably getting better at scouting quarterbacks and offenses and things like that, you know. So a lot of it isn't just a – you know, you're going to have your freaks all the time, you know, that just jump in and are great from day one, but that's can't be expected of everybody. So you got to have to keep the, keep on praying a little bit sometimes. So. Yeah. And a lot of these edge rushers in college don't see anywhere near the type of NFL line, linemen in the, they'll see in the NFL, you know, guys oh, that yeah. will, guys that will also study them and stuff. But thankfully Van Ness had reps against Nebraska. So we, we know that those are good ones. So. <laughs> Yeah, those are, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. They, they might, that might have been like the. Uh, uh, you probably tore up my Spartans too, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Well, you know, Nebraska won the game last year somehow, so I think, uh, I, I'm sure that yeah. was, uh, but that that offensive line was there was bad. So you, if you're watching a, an edge rusher and you're watching the game against Nebraska, just throw it out the window, it means nothing because none, none of those guys are. Person watching has more of a chance of playing on Sunday than that Nebraska <laughs> offensive line did last year. So they just they just take a tuba player, right? And you're in this week. Oh, I don't know. It's bad. It's it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't. Even, yeah. Bad. That's all you can. Which is from a a, a school that that's what it was known for 25 years ago, right? And then oh man, yeah. To to fall One what after it was another. Yeah. <laughs> to fall to what it was last year. Oh my god. Right. Right. Yeah. So. All right, Brock. Thank you very much, man. I'll tell everybody where yeah. they can find you on Twitter, find your work, all that. Uh, yeah, just chopping underscore Casey. Uh, I also don't have a lot of work. I'm more of a, if you want to ask me questions, I'll help you out guy kind of things. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll be doing Debbie IDP grind. Uh, we're about hitting every uh, every third week or something right now, you know, just kind of in the off season as things uh, kick back up. But, you know, check us out when that comes around. Yeah, if you need help or ask questions, uh, do that. So. Thank you very much, man. Yep. All right. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. Make sure you check out all the Campus to Canton podcast family. We are about a week from the draft, and it's 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 go time, babe. Thank you guys very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.